Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. We are, uh, we are on week five of a series. I think this is probably the longest series I think I've ever done. Normally I'm like spent after four, so I think this is like a new record for me. So, so we're on uh, part number five of a series uh, that where we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. And um, it's been really fun because uh, each week I, I've been hearing testimonies from people of, uh, of how they're hearing God's voice. Um, and so it's just been really exciting to, to know that, uh, that we're, we're hearing God's voice, right? We are listening and we are, we are actually hearing what he has to say to us. And we are getting direction from the Lord uh, in, in hearing his voice. And so that's been just extremely exciting. Um, we are going to, I'm going to teach on it a little bit this week. And then next week, um, we are going to actually have a panel up here on the stage and we're going to do, uh, uh, just something a little different next week. We're going to do a Q and a, uh, session, uh, next week with a panel on this idea of hearing the voice of God. And so I, I think it'll be just a fun way to have a more conversational, uh, approach to, uh, learning about this topic and going deeper into this idea of hearing the voice of God. So with that, we are going to need questions. So we don't want you to be shy. Uh, we want to hear your questions. So be thinking in your head uh, this week uh, of maybe a question that you have on the voice of God on this topic. Uh, maybe it's something that we've talked about that you maybe would like a little more clarity on. Maybe it's something we haven't even touched on at all. And you would like to just have some more clarity on it. Um, I'm going to have a panel up here because I don't have all the answers, right? So, uh, so we're going to have a, a group of people up here uh, that, that are going to help facilitate that and uh, hopefully answer some questions and, and just through conversation, uh, be able to go a little bit deeper into this topic. If you would rather not next Sunday stand up and ask your question, then uh, you can send me your question this week in an email and we'll, uh, we'll be able to answer it that way. So if you don't know our email, grab a bulletin. It's on the back at the very bottom. It's harmonychristianchurch at gmail.com. Real easy to remember. Uh, so if you have a question, you'd rather not ask it in person, then you could send me that email. But I think it's going to be a really fun, fun time to, to just go deeper into this subject. Don't you think so? Yes. Yeah. All right. See if we can work on the fly a little bit here. So, um, so I, again, I've been getting testimonies throughout this, uh, this journey that we've been on through this series of hearing the voice of God. And uh, I wanted uh, Elizabeth to come up. She had sent me a, a text uh, clear at the beginning of this series of a, of, her, of a testimony that she had. And so I asked her to come up and just to share it this morning. So come on up. And uh, she's going to share this, this testimony of hearing the voice of God. Yeah, all the way up. So during the, the song, the chorus, actually it was the, this story relates to this because um, the words, your goodness is running after me. Honestly, the words should be, your goodness is running before me. Because this story kind of tells how God's goodness runs before us. A year ago yesterday, my dad passed away. And uh, he was not a music person, although he loved music. He always said, I have a lot of music in me because none of it's ever come out. And so, anyway, and then you also have to know my grandmother, my dad's mom. 
she loved to sing in church, but she could not sing very well. So she always said, I just make a joyful noise to the Lord. So anyway, that was her heart. And uh, so on Friday last year, my dad passed away. We could not make funeral arrangement finals until Monday. So I had the whole weekend to be thinking and praying. And I was advised to start thinking about music. And, uh, you know, my dad liked songs like The Entertainer and Alley Cat, you know. <laughs> he loved old hymns as well. So I began thinking about what should we play for his funeral. And more than that, just praying fervently. What, what do I do to honor my dad? And so Sunday morning, Paul chose How Great Thou Art. And I'm sure that the Lord kind of had a plan in that as well. <laughs> anyway, as I was sitting that week, um, singing that song, I could hear my grandmother's voice clear as a bell in my ear. I mean, I thought, I think I probably looked around just to look for her because she's been gone since 1995. But her voice was so crystal clear in my ear. So I requested, let's have How Great Thou Art and Old Rugged Cross played as a special during the funeral service. I couldn't get the safe open because dad had made pre-arrangements, I knew that, but I just couldn't get his safe open so I couldn't find the papers. So we went through the service and it went well and everything was fine. Finally, a week and a half later, I get the safe open <laughs> and I find his paperwork. And in his prearrangements at the funeral home, there wasn't anything listed specifically about music that was Christian related. <laughs> and uh, so I couldn't really honor what he had at the funeral home, but I found the papers and he had handwritten, how great thou art and the old rugged cross. And so it just hit me. It's like, oh, thank you, Lord, for just giving me those, the title of that song so I could honor my dad. That's awesome. You know, what I love about that testimony is, is, you know, we think God speaks to us about these grand big things, right? Like he's telling us to go change the city or he's telling us to go talk to somebody about Jesus or things like that. But I love that testimony because it just shows that God cares about the intimate details of our lives, the personal touches. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, you wanted to honor your dad the best that you could. And, uh, and the Lord knew that. And so, you know, he was able to speak to her in that moment of, of a way to just honor her dad that she, she would know that, okay, this is what dad wanted, you know. And, and so I just love that testimony because God spoke to her and, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't anything that was going to change the world, but it was something that, that was going to deeply touch Elizabeth and allow her to honor her dad in the way that she did. And so I love that, I love that testimony because, again, God doesn't just care about the big things. He doesn't care about even the ministry things and you fulfilling his grand plan. You know, we talk a lot about that, that God's going to use us to fulfill his plan. And all of that's true. But he also cares about the personal stuff, the, the intimate stuff, the things that we care about, he deeply cares about. And he speaks to us concerning those things as well. Amen. So Elizabeth, thank you so much. I, and the, the, the tough thing about that was, was it yesterday that was the anniversary of your dad's passing? Is that right? I didn't realize that when I asked her that. So she texted me, I was like, uh-oh, are, are you sure you're able to do that? So uh, just, just thank you so much for sharing that. So the voice of God. There are many, many ways God speaks to us. 
many ways God speaks to us. He is not limited by, by any set way of speaking to us. And so because of that, I've, I've hesitated a little bit in this series to go into a list of ways God speaks to us. Because I don't wanna, I don't wanna set like, these are ways God speaks, period. I want, I want you to realize, I want us all to realize that, that God can speak any way that he wants to. And that he's not limited to a certain way, a certain standard, a certain instruction manual, right, of speaking to us. He speaks through us through many, many things. Um, but as we were going through the series, I, I still, I felt compelled that I needed to at least give some highlighted things of different ways that God speaks to us, especially just as we see it in scripture. And, um, and so I, I've, I, I've, I think I've got four or five different ways here um, that, I, that I believe and I've seen God speak to us and use, he uses these avenues to, uh, to share with us and to speak to us and, and for us to hear his voice. So as long, I'll go through this list as long as you all make me a promise that we don't limit God to these few items. All right, you guys, you guys good with that? That we don't limit God to these. These are just some examples and some ways that God does speak to us, but he can far exceed this list. And he does far exceed this list. Many ways God speaks to us. All right, so let's, let's do this. Let's go through this. So this, this is a good starting point for different ways God speaks to us. Amen. Are we awake this morning? I know, I know I'm a little sleepy this morning, so I'm feeling that from you guys as well. So let's, I didn't have my energy drink this morning. We ran out. We normally buy like five or six to get us through the week from a gas station. And, uh, we, we must've used them all one day. I don't know. All in one day. Must've been a tough day with one of the kids or something. So, uh, so let, let's, 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 let's jump into this here. So Acts chapter two, verse 17 it says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men, young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. One way God speaks to us is through dreams and visions, through dreams and visions. Now, typically, typically when you're talking about dreams and visions, people say this, they say, that visions happen when you're awake and you, you see this vision, this, this word picture almost kind of flash before you in your, or in your mind and that dreams take place when you're asleep. And, um, and so that's, that's typically what's, what's said. And, and, and so, um, and I think that's probably accurate. Um, and I think that's also why Joel prophesied here that young men see visions and old men dream dreams, right? <laughs> So all of you old guys that fall asleep during the sermons, I'm not upset with you because I realize you're just fulfilling prophecy. So you're good. All right. That's what I'm saying. Although I think what I did think after this, that maybe after service, for those of you I catch falling asleep, maybe I'll have you come up after the service and share what the Lord shared with you while you were napping there. But, but typically that's, that's what they say, but dreams and visions are, are, are really very similar in nature and how they, and how they work. Um, and so I'm, uh, though the Bible makes a distinct, uh, difference between dreams and visions this morning, I'm going to talk about them as though they're the same, just at the same time. And so dreams and visions, the Bible does not give us a lack of examples 
of dreams and visions in the Bible. You see it in the Old Testament and the New Testament alike. In the Old Testament, you see Ezekiel, right? Everybody knows this one with the Valley of Dry Bones. He had an open vision where he saw the Valley of Dry Bones in Ezekiel 37. Isaiah uh, chapter six, Isaiah sees the Lord sitting on the throne in his train, the train of his robe filling the temple. Um, so you see all throughout the Old Testament, dreams and visions, obviously Joseph, the dreamer, uh, that whole story is filled with dreams that Joseph had, that Pharaoh had, uh, that others had. Um, dreams and visions are throughout the Old Testament. Uh, in the New Testament, we see Peter in Acts. We see him see the sheet descending, and on the sheet are all kinds of animals. And uh, the Lord says the most, tells Peter the most manly scripture, or the most manly thing in scripture. And he says, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. It's probably going to be my next tattoo right here. I'm like, rise, kill, and eat, you know? But he tells Peter, rise, kill, and eat. And then he tells Peter, uh, don't call unclean what I've called clean, right? So he sees this vision. Um, Paul sees a vision. Uh, I, I got to go back here to remember what it was. But Paul sees a vision. He sees the man in Macedonia uh, standing in front of him, telling him, come to Macedonia, that we need help. Um, let's see. Ananias, if you remember, uh, the Lord tells Ananias in a vision to go meet Paul uh, and to that, that Paul has had a vision and, and a dream of a man coming and healing his blindness. So all throughout the, the Old and New Testament, dreams and visions are clearly visible. Um, dreams and visions can sometimes be very clear and sometimes they need interpretation, right? Uh, I can tell you some weird dreams right? That, that I've had, uh, that were, that were from the Lord, but I needed, uh, they needed to be interpreted. They needed, uh, the Lord was speaking almost in hieroglyphics, if that makes sense. It's, it's pictures, it's word pictures. And so sometimes the dreams are clear and sometimes they need interpreted. It, it's almost like how Jesus told parables. He told stories that needed, you needed to put thought into, well, sometimes dreams work the same way. Visions work the same way. And we saw that again, where Pharaoh had a dream and Joseph had to come along and help interpret what that means. So they can be clear and sometimes they need interpreted. I remember uh, back when we lived in Alabama, we uh, had just found out that we were pregnant. Literally just found out, just took the pregnancy test, found out we were pregnant and, um, we had gone later that evening to the ramp. We have told, at that point, had told nobody. Grandparents didn't know. Uh, nobody knew except Amber and I that we were pregnant. And we get to the ramp and we're, uh, we're just hanging out before service. And one of our friends comes up to us. His name's Matthew. He came, not this Matthew, but uh, um, one of our friends, Matthew, came up to us. And, and Matthew, and we were, we were good friends, but we weren't like dream about each other kind of friends, right? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like we were friends, but you know, um, but he came up to me and he, he was like, dude, craziest thing happened last night. He said, I had a dream that you and Amber were pregnant with a baby boy. And he was like, isn't that crazy? We're like, yeah, yeah you don't know how crazy that is. <laughs> you know, we did, we did, and we didn't say anything to him at that point in time, but, but the Lord just spoke in a dream to Matthew uh, the very day, literally hours after we took the pregnancy test, 
uh, Matthew knew we were pregnant before we did, you know, he had a dream the night before. And so God just was speaking through dreams. Uh, and, and, and he was just, he was communicating with us through dreams. Um, many of you know, Cam and Holly's story of how they came here. I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So, uh, Cameron and Holly, we, uh, the, with the transition was taking place and, uh, we were preparing for that, but, the, the, the switch between pastor Ron and I, and me becoming the lead pastor of harmony. And, uh, we knew that with that transition, we were going to need another youth pastor. And so we had been talking about who that would be. And, uh, we had very quickly, a very short list and Cameron and Holly were at the very top of that list. And so we, we knew we were going to go down and visit Cameron and Holly there, uh, in Alabama. They were living in the same place we lived there in Alabama at the ramp. And so, uh, we were going down there for kids ramp to take our kids to kids ramp there. And we were staying with them. And so we knew that we were going to probably have this conversation and kind of put the feelers out of like, you know, are, are, are they even interested? Is this something that they would want to move back to Indiana for? And so we were going to have that conversation with them once we got there and got settled that night. So we're, we're sitting on the couch and just hanging out, talking and, uh, about various things. Then all of a sudden Holly goes, Oh, I just remembered last night. I had the craziest dream. We haven't said anything at this point about the possible position here with, with the youth pastor position. And she goes, I had this crazy dream, random dream last night that us four were sitting at a table and you were writing us a paycheck. We were like, shut up. <laughs> and so we just looked at each other, just started laughing. And we, we began telling him like, we, we were coming down here obviously for kids ramp, but we were going to ask you like, is this something you guys would be interested in? At that point in time, they were like, they just kind of laughed. They were like, yeah, I think that was coincidence. You know, like uh, they were, they were pretty uh, happy there in Alabama. And then throughout their journey, uh, from that point on, Cam and Holly both just were having dream after dream after dream about moving back to Indiana and becoming youth pastors. And, and uh, they would go to some of their friends of, of some of those wacky dreams, which Holly had some wacky dreams uh, during that season. Uh, but they didn't tell anybody there, but they would go to some, some trusted people, some Josephs that they knew and say, hey, I had this dream. Do you have any idea? Uh, you know, what, what, what this crazy thing could be. And, uh, and so there would be, there'd come some interpretation and that, that was their journey. It was, it was through dreams and visions that led them back to a small little town in, in Indiana called Leisure. Leisure, right? Do I, I lived here for what, six years and I still get it wrong sometimes. Leisure, right? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Little town called Leisure, Indiana to be youth pastors. And that journey that brought him here was through dreams and visions. So God can speak to us through many ways. One of those avenues is dreams and visions. How many here would, I can say that you've heard the Lord speak to you through a dream or a vision? Go ahead and just raise your hand. Yeah, that's awesome. So look around, see the Lord speaks through dreams and visions. Amen. Some of you are going to have, some of you are going to have some dreams, I think, uh, from here on out. Amen. Yes. And he's going to begin speaking to us. Uh, I love Lou, Lou Engle. If you don't know who Lou Engle is, uh, he, the Lord works a lot through him through dreams and visions. And I, I heard him say recently, he said, why, why waste time, uh, not encountering the Lord while you're asleep, right? You might as well, he might as well be speaking to you while you're asleep as well as while you're awake, right? The Lord talks through dreams and visions. The next one I want to talk about this morning, 
God's still small voice. God's still small voice. So 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 through 13, it says, Then he said, Go out. This is God speaking to Elijah. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? God's still small voice. So when I'm talking about God's still small voice, what I mean is, is those, those moments where we hear his voice maybe in a passing thought in our minds, or maybe it's this, this, this feeling, this overwhelming feeling of, of God speaking internally to us. It's that internal dialogue of God speaking to us with his still small voice. How many of you have experienced that? I think, I think for me, that is probably one of the most common ways I hear the voice of God is just that still small voice, that internal dialogue that I have that we can have with the father. Um, Acts 13, one through 13 or one through three gives us this example. It says in the church at Antioch, there were a number of prophets and teachers of the word, including Barnabas, Simon of Niger, Lucius of Libyan, Menean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas and Saul. Let's just pause right there and celebrate that. I got all of those names, right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. I practiced that. While they were worshiping as priests before the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, I have called Barnabas and Saul to do an important work for me. Now release them to go and fulfill it. So after they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them off. Now, I will preface this with, we don't know for sure how the Holy Spirit spoke to them. It could have been audibly, but given the context that it was, it, it went out of its way to say that there were prophets there among them, we can pretty safely assume that the Holy Spirit spoke to them through that still small voice. In fact, I was thinking about this this morning and this may be something I have to come back and correct. So, so if maybe some of you know your Bibles well, you can tell me, but I don't believe that anywhere throughout the Bible, you see the Holy Spirit where it says that it audibly, that he audibly spoke. Now you see the father audibly speak, but usually it says that the Holy Spirit spoke to a certain individual. I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us in that still small voice, that internal dialogue where we hear his voice inside of us and we know that it's him. Now you can go back to weeks previous past because I know some of you are thinking, how do I distinguish whether or not it was my thought or is the Holy Spirit or if it, you know, what, what the thought was. Once again, that's by, that comes by knowing his word that comes by knowing his character and be able, being able to discern that voice through the filter of his word and knowing the character of God, right? So I don't need to go through all that again, but we know the still small voice speaks to us, amen? Romans, Romans tells us that those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We've all sat under pastor around for how long? How long has he preached to us to be led by the Holy Spirit? This is what that looks like, that still small voice of God that leads you, that speaks to you, and, and, and that, that, that tells you direction, that gives you direction. 
and, and, and communicates to you through that still, small voice. You know, Amber and I, when we first had gotten married, and uh, we had only been married about nine months, when we began hearing this call to move down south, to make that big move. And that was a big deal for us, because again, we had been married nine months um, at that point in time. We, uh, we had never moved any further away from home than Kokomo, right? And, and so, so for us to make that dramatic change, uh, we did that through the leading of that still small voice. And even while we were there at RSM, like everything that we have done really at that point has been led through that still small voice. When we had kids was led through that still small voice. When we, when we felt like we were supposed to move back to Indiana, we heard that through the still small voice. Coming to Harmony was that still small voice. Ministering to people. When we pray for people, when we are up here leading a service, we are leading that through hearing that still, small voice. The still, small voice of the Lord is, is so important that we can have that internal dialogue with God. So he communicates us through that still, small voice. Amen? Amen. The next one. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because we've already touched on it quite a bit. But uh, it's, it's that important for me to mention again. God speaks to us through his word. Amen? Through his word. Everybody awake this morning? Yeah. There we go. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 through 17. It says, Remember what you were taught from your childhood from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through faith in Jesus, the anointed one. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. That God speaks to you through his word. It's so vitally important that we are daily in the word of God because he speaks to us through his word and it's through his word, once again, that we filter every other voice that we hear. The word of God is extremely important. Amen? Amen. Another way, this one is incredibly important to me as well. God speaks to us through music. Yes. Through music. You know, I, I've, like I said, I've, I've gotten several testimonies throughout this series of how God speaks. I would say over half of the testimonies I've received have something to do with God speaking to them through music. Music is an incredibly important avenue for God to speak. And I was, I was praying, I was like, okay, God, I know, I know you speak to us through music. Give me a scripture. Give me something that I can use on Sunday morning to show this. And I was flipping through, I was trying to find something. And literally God was like, Josh, there's literally an entire book in the Bible two entire books actually in the Bible that he communicates through music. He speaks through music. In fact, Psalms is the largest book in the Bible. So if you need proof that God speaks through music, I got about 150 chapters, 158 chapters, because there's eight more of Song of Solomon, right? About 158 chapters in the Bible to prove that God speaks and communicates through music. I, I can't even tell you how many times 
where I've been able to step right into the presence of God as soon as I flip on a song, a worship song that immediately takes me into his very presence. Can I, can I get an amen on that? Music is incredibly important to the father. And it's, 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 uh, it's obvious throughout all of scripture that music is an incredibly vital, important thing to the father. I can take you into my phone right now and lead you through playlist after playlist uh, or song after song on my playlist and, and be able to tell you a story after story of how this song, God spoke to me. And this song, I was in this season of life and this song was on repeat for, for days on end because he was speaking to me through this song. Music is incredibly important and such an important avenue for God to be able to speak through uh, to us. I've already told you this story once in this series, so I won't go into it again, but the story of the, of the song, King of My Heart, uh, just so impacted me, was through that song that you are good, you are good, and I'm singing that to the Lord, and he turns around and goes, no, you are good, you are good, and you're never going to let me down. God speaks to us, he communicates to us through music. A few years ago, there was a young lady who was here on a Sunday morning, and we were up in the, the sanctuary up there having service. And uh, we had just started singing the song Reckless Love. It had just kind of gotten into our rotation in our worship service. And we had uh, just started singing that song. And that morning we, we had sung that song. And this young lady who was here that morning was struggling in her faith. And she had been for quite some time at that point. And uh, she happened to be there on that Sunday morning. And uh, we started playing this song. And I, I remember this Sunday vividly. I, I can still see the look and the expression on this young lady's face as this young lady who had been struggling in her faith has both hands in the air and tears streaming down her face as we're singing this song, Reckless Love, that there's no shadow you won't light up. There's no mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. And as we're singing this song, you can just see these words penetrating her heart over and over again. And that, that day, that encounter revolutionized her walk with the Lord. And at, from that day on, she has been back in, in, in her relationship with the Father. And she is pursuing the Father once again. And it happened in that moment through that song. In fact, that song so impacted her that she got a little tattoo on her arm to commemorate that moment and that song. So, so the moral, if you get nothing out of this today... The more of the stories is when God speaks to you, you get a tattoo of it <laughs> to make sure that you remember what the Lord said. But now the, the music is so impactful and, and it can so impact our hearts. He speaks to us through music. Um, he's in music as much as he is in the word. He's in music as much as he is in the preaching of the word. He's in music as much as he is in dreams and visions and all of these other things that we're talking about. Music is incredibly important, amen? amen. Amber had some really good thoughts on this I wanted to share. Um, you know, we, we, we believe that if, if bad music, if, if bad things or even movies or things like that, that if, if those things have a negative impact on our spirits, right? We have, we have faith to believe that, right? That, that negative things, that negative music has an impact on our spirit. How much more does worship and God honoring music 
have an impact on the atmosphere around us, on our own spirits. You know, Malachi has, uh, you know, he's nine years old. I remember being nine years old and having night tears and, and uh, just dealing with fear some as a young kid. With Malachi, he's, he's going through that kind of stage in his life right now. And uh, there's a song that he absolutely loves. It's his absolute favorite song. Um, and it's the song, No Longer Slaves. I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. You all know that song, I'm sure. And he'll be having issues with fear, dealing with fear. And we'll put that song on while he's laying in his bed sleeping. And, and it's like instantly his anxiety is gone. And fear is gone. And, and through music, the Lord is able to come in and able to bring peace to that anxiety that he's dealing with and that fear that he's dealing with. Music is an incredibly powerful tool that the Lord speaks to us through. Amen? Amen. Amen. I could talk about music for days probably on that subject, um, but I won't today. So music is incredibly important. The last one I want to talk about with you this morning, from hearing God's voice. We hear God's voice through other people. He communicates to us through other people. I'm going to open up here in Acts chapter 9. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there, Acts chapter 9. I'm going to look at verse number 10. It says this. It says, living in Damascus was a believer named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. There's the vision again. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling his name Ananias. And he said, yes, Lord, Ananias answered. The Lord said, go at once to the street called Abundance and look for a man from Tarsus named Saul. You will find him at Judah's house, or you will find him at Judah's house. While he was praying, he saw in a supernatural vision a man named Ananias coming to lay hands upon him to restore his sight. So we see here in, the, in this verse, one, we see several ways God is speaking through visions and those sorts of things. But in, the, in this verse, God is sending Ananias to Saul to speak to him. Now God could have spoke to him by himself, right? And he did, but he also chose to use another person to come alongside and to speak to Ananias. In fact, the chapter before this, in chapter eight, we see Philip uh, being led to go to the Ethiopian man that's on the cart, right? And he goes and the Lord uses Philip to speak to this other man. God uses other people to speak to us. He speaks through them to speak to us. Amen. How many of you have had that experience before where God has used another person to come in and to speak to you? In fact, just the, just last, a uh, couple nights ago, uh, we've been talking about this block party thing that we're, we're planning here for Elwood. And uh, we, we wanted to come up with a way to tell Elwood that, you know, that we, that we love Elwood. So we thought, well, why don't we just write, we love Elwood on everything, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so we've been, th had been thinking about, about that expression, what to do. One day I was in the car and I was thinking about all of this. And I remember vividly hearing that still small voice. And God say, you know, I love that expression, but I want to rename Elwood. I don't want to just tell Elwood that we love them. I want to bring cultural transformation to that city. And so what I had heard, and I don't know if this is what we're going with, but what I heard was, was I want to say Elwood, a city of hope, a city of hope. We're going to rename the city. So 
I'd been contemplating all of this. I've been talking to Amber a little bit about it, uh, but I hadn't really told many others, really anybody else about it. And uh, just the other night, we uh, were with Holly and Cameron. They, they had come over to our house. We were just talking, and uh, we we're talking about the block party. And uh, I began kind of telling her, telling telling Holly and Cameron what I had been thinking about renaming the city. And she just starts laughing. She said, "I was literally just the last night." thinking about the block party, and I heard the Lord tell me, we need to rename the city. That we need to rename the city. And so it was just this confirmation through another person, God's voice speaking to us through other people, really through each other, confirming what he was speaking to us through that still small voice, amen? So he speaks to us through other people. Now, I wanna clarify a few things with this before we end here. That God absolutely speaks through other people. But, but here's what I felt like I needed to share along with this, with this thought. That oftentimes we trust God's voice through other people more than we trust his voice in us. That we, we trust his voice in other people more than we trust his voice in our own ear. And I think there's, there's a couple reasons for that. I think number one, we trust other people's voice because we have more confidence in their ability to hear than our own ability to, be, to hear. We have more confidence in their relationship with the Lord than our relationship with the Lord. I think it's also, we trust other people's voice because it's easier to hear somebody else give you a word from the Lord than it is to have your own relationship with the Lord and hear the Lord for yourself, okay? So sometimes I believe we trust other people's voice more than we trust the voice we're hearing. I, I wanna say this, if God is speaking to you through other people, Nine times out of 10, he's already speaking it to you personally. That he's already beginning to share some of those things with you in that internal voice or through maybe a dream or vision or however he chooses to do it. That he's already speaking it to you. And then the other person comes along and speaks that word to you as well to confirm that word. That God absolutely speaks through other people. But a lot of the time, nine times out of ten, he's already speaking to you. And he's confirming it through another person. Does that make sense? So what, what I'm saying is, is trust the voice inside of you. Trust the voice inside of you. Because even the voice coming from other people has to be measured and weighed through the word. It still has to be discerned. I could tell you some funny stories that I will not tell you of people coming up to me to give me a word from the Lord, right? And they've given me a word and I've taken that word and I said, thank you for that word. And I walked away and I immediately discarded the word because it was not the word of the Lord to me. You still have to discern you still have to weigh the word through the, the Bible, first and foremost, through the character that you know of God, and, and, and whether or not the Lord is actually speaking that word to you. So God can speak to you through other people, and he does often, but it still needs to be weighed, and you still need to trust that voice that is inside of you. Because if he's speaking to other people about you, he's speaking to you as well. Amen? I'm going to end with this here. God is everywhere, right? Thomas Aquinas, I believe is who said this. He said that God is both Koran and he's Aquiletos, which means this, that God is in everything, but he can be contained by nothing. 
that God is everywhere. That God, absolutely, he can speak to you through these ways that I've shared with you this morning. But he is in absolutely everything. He is in the church service. He's in the worship service. He's in the prayer meeting. He's in all of those things. But he's also at the Little League ball field. He's also in the tractor while you're tearing up the field and you're tilling up the field. He's also in the concerts at school or the school concerts and the band concerts. He's also at work amongst your peers and where you're at there. God is in everything, but he can be contained by nothing. He speaks to us through many, many, many avenues. All we have to do as his sheep is begin to recognize his voice. We need to recognize his voice, begin paying attention to that still small voice, trusting that if his word says that his sheep hear his voice, that you have the ability and the capability to hear the voice of God. That you don't have to hear the voice of God through a preacher on a Sunday morning, but you can hear the voice of God for yourself. And he speaks to you because you are his sheep and he, and you hear his voice. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your voice. And I thank you that, that you are not contained by a box, Father. God, that you are not contained by a, a certain way of speaking or communicating to us. But God, that you are the most creative being in all of creation. And that you speak to us creatively and you, you get our attention through many, many ways and you speak to us through many, many avenues. So Father, I pray that today, God, that there would just be a, uh, a grace now to be able to hear the voice of God in all aspects and in all ways that you choose to speak to us. Father, that our ears would be open and attentive throughout our entire day, throughout our entire weeks to be able to hear the voice of God speaking to us. Father, as we begin nearing the end of this series, Father, God, I, I pray that for those who are still in this congregation that, that still maybe have yet to, to hear the voice of God for themselves, that they've, they've still yet to have that experience where they know that they know that the voice of God is speaking to them. God, I pray, Father, that there would be a grace to hear for those people, Jesus. God, that those who have struggled to hear the voice of God in the past, God, that there would be, there would be a, a, a grace to begin hearing. Lord, that there would be a grace to hear your voice easily. Father, that it would not be a struggle for them to hear your voice, but God, that they would hear your voice as clearly as they hear the person next to them, Father. God, that you would, uh, you would help us to have confidence in knowing your voice, Jesus. God, that as, as we know our spouse's voice, that as we are confident in their voice, as we are confident in knowing our own mom and dad's voice, God, that we would have that same confidence in knowing your voice, Jesus. That there would be no doubt in our hearts, there'd be no doubt in our minds when you speak to us that we would know your voice. Jesus, that we'd have a grace to hear you clearly. Father, I pray 
that you would begin, even in the ways that I've talked about this morning, that you'd begin speaking to our congregation through dreams and visions. God, that they would hear that still small voice. God, that they would they would hear and sense you in music. Father, that even, even on Sunday morning while we're here worshiping Jesus, God, I pray that our worship would be taken to another level as we begin hearing your voice in the middle of the service. God, that before anyone ever touches a microphone to preach, God, that we would begin hearing the voice of God speak to us through the worship, through the music, Jesus. God, that you would take our worship to a deeper level in the weeks and the months to come, Father. Father, that we would hear, have relationships with other people that hear your voice, that they would be able to speak into us and confirm what you're talking and what you're speaking to us. God, whatever avenue you want to speak to us, we just say yes to it. We say yes to it, that our ears are open and we are listening intently, Jesus. We are listening intently. Father, we love you so much. God, I thank you that you still speak to us today. God, that you have not left us on our own. God, that you have not left us to fend for ourselves. But Father, you speak to us and you communicate with us and you have relationship with us. We honor you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, if you have any testimonies, I've been loving hearing those. So if you have a testimony of how you've heard the voice of God, uh, you can come and tell me those things or you can email it to me, text it to me, however you would like to communicate that. I would love to hear that. Also be thinking of any questions that you might have, any, anything that, like I said, maybe we've talked about and you would like more clarity on or questions that you have that we haven't touched on um, and be ready to bring those next week. And uh, we'll have just a really good conversation about hearing the voice of God. Amen. We love you all. Have an incredible week. We'll see you all next week.